the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. Right now, it is, in fact, uh, 106 on this Monday afternoon. And this portion of the program, folks, is brought to you by if you are maybe you've been dealing with an appliance that's not working properly. Well, call Ryan's Appliance Repair today. Give them a call. Maybe over the weekend you tried to fix it. But if you're, as we like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 7096-401-710-7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair repairs on all makes and models of appliances, whether it is a washer dryer, or maybe it is an oven, or your microwave, or stove, or maybe the ice maker in your refrigerator is not working properly, or maybe it's never worked. Call Ryan's Appliance Repair today, 401 401- 710-7096. Saturday appointments are available. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair. Give them a call. 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096 for Ryan's Appliance Repair. Well, folks, again, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro. So, uh, big news. This is a big, you know, listen, it's big. When you have the Vice President of the United States... Is going to be coming to town on Wednesday, and the agenda is uh, certainly suspect. People are wondering exactly why Vice President Kamala Harris is coming to town, but uh, there's some speculation about that, and I know there was some speculation that it had to do with the fact that maybe she's scouting out some places for all those people at the border to come. Now, earlier, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo continue to talk about the importance of wearing a mask or vaccination and the doubtful and there is an attitude that they'll be fine why should they take the vaccine maybe you will get a long haul syndrome that we're not really sure what it is yet but a lingering consequence of covid or maybe you go home and kiss your grandmother and wind up killing your grandmother you know, why does everything, everything has to be the threat? You go home and end up killing your grandmother. And this is all, by the way, as Mark Siegel is saying, why is President Biden wearing a mask outside? Here we go. We have some video of uh, President Biden and the First Lady. They're heading down to try to sell the American Jobs Plan. Um, and uh, they were headed out to Marine One. Now, we, both, we know that they're both vaccinated. Um, they were wearing masks this morning, again, outside. And over the weekend, one of his advisors, Anita Dunn, said that, you know, they wear masks for extra protection because it's the president. Uh, Barry Weiss has this headline um, today in which she says, believe science, get vaccinated, then relax. Jog without a mask, hang out with friends, eat in a restaurant. I mean, I don't know, does the president of the United States need more protection than other people? And that, uh, is a mask necessary? Not 
only isn't it necessary, and it not only isn't this mixed messaging, this is the wrong message. This is sending people who are on the fence about vaccines a message saying, I got vaccinated, but nothing changes. I'm still wearing this double mask. And people out there find the mask very constricting and removing it, according to Dr. Walensky speaking to me, liberating to remove the mask. So if the president simply removed the mask and followed the exact guidelines that the CDC put out, I think it would send a message to those who are on the fence to take the vaccine, which we need, by the way, because we may be up to 55% of adults have had one dose, one shot. And states like California and New York are definitely showing a huge decline in cases. But they've also had a lot of cases, Dana, so there's natural immunity plus vaccinated immunity built in across the country. We need to get to that next level with another 100 million doses into people's arms over the month of May. And to get there, we need the leader to show the way. You know, he's exactly right. And at least people are calling him out on it. Folks, right now it's 110. It's John DePietro. This whole business of what? why is he wearing the mask? He should not be wearing the mask. So uh, I also want to play. Um, let's see. Even Jake Tapper on CNN was asking, why is the president a mask. still wearing a mask? Vaccinated. But President Biden doesn't seem to be following that. Uh, he got his shot months ago. He still wears a mask walking outside in public appearances. He still wears a mask indoors with people who are also vaccinated. Former Baltimore Health Commissioner Dr. Lena Wen warns that that could actually discourage people from getting vaccinated. Quote, at best, she says, it makes public health measures seem performative rather than science-based. At worst, it calls vaccine efficacy into question. Should the president start following these guidelines and stop wearing a mask outdoors, stop wearing a mask indoors when with small groups of other vaccinated Americans to show the American people there's a benefit to getting the vaccine? You can take the mask off. Yes. Jake, you know, it's it's interesting that you raise this. I myself found that I was still wearing my mask outdoors this week because it has become such a matter of habit. I think the president takes the CDC guidelines very seriously, and he's always taken his role as sending a signal to follow the science very seriously as well. You know, we do take some extra precautions for him because he is the president of the United States, but I would say that people should follow the CDC guidelines and they should take advantage of getting the vaccine getting fully vaccinated and taking that mask off, particularly as the weather grows so beautiful and we all want to be outside. It's a lot more fun to take that outside walk without a mask, that outside bike ride. And I think that as people get vaccinated, they're enjoying it and they're enjoying that freedom. So as we move forward, I think that you will see more and more people enjoying that freedom, getting the vaccine and realizing it's one big step towards normalcy in this country. Yeah, but the, more and more people, including the president, perhaps. But the question becomes, why is President Biden still always wearing the mask? And it's ridiculous. They're the ones that are doing it. They're the ones that are confusing people. He is. Can't keep blaming everything on President Trump. Can't keep blaming everything. They want to. But no, they're doing it. And you are confusing people. If people say, okay, so... I don't have the vaccine, and if I get the vaccine, I still have to wear the mask. What's the point here? People are not going to do it. They're ruining the whole thing. Um, 
you know, President Trump is right now kind of in a war words with that Liz Cheney. I, I, I'm just not a fan. I was a fan of her dad. But the president put out a statement saying that forever the, the election's going to be known as the big lie. And she's slamming him for it. But I, I don't. Here's the problem, as many of you already know, is let's just say locally, locally, the media, they weren't even looking for anything that was wrong. Or every time I would mention all the the mail ballot, right, the mail ballot applications, unsolicited mail ballot applications, and every time that that we would mention it all the mail but all, all they would say back is do you have proof there was massive fraud what and as i've said in the past why does it have to be massive fraud why why does it have to be massive fraud how about if there was any fraud if anything i i think we have our answer in the story that i've been telling you about and, and that is the story, the piece published in the Boston Globe today by Rhode Island, new Rhode Island uh, Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos about the state's efforts to basically get over 40,000 illegals to fill out the census. And they think it was, you know, the ends justify the means. Well, the good news is we get to keep a congressional seat because regular taxpaying Americans were leaving the state. And by having the illegals fill it out, now we get to keep it. But at what cost? There's just, I, I'm in a completely different mindset of how they, they view government. Taxpayer government funded state services should not be there for all these people who are not paying taxes. Because they're not citizens of the state, and they're not residents of the state, and they're not citizens of this country. You know, well, some, um, you know, people laughed about Caitlyn Jenner for announcing, formerly known as Bruce, running for governor of California. But Caitlyn Jenner said something very interesting. And is now, I'm looking at a headline, transgender activists slam Caitlyn Jenner for opposing trans girls in women's sports. I believe right now at 116, I think this is one of those issues that people need to pay attention to because it's easy to understand. I think I can, can I play this article? Transgender activists slam Caitlyn Jenner for opposing trans girls in women's sports. Transgender reality TV star and former Olympic athlete Caitlyn Jenner is facing criticism from many members of the transgender community after she said she opposes trans women participating in women's sports in schools. This is a question of fairness, Jenner said in a TMZ video over the weekend amid a wave of legislation across the U.S. targeting the transgender community. That's why I oppose biological boys who are trans competing in girls' sports in school. It just isn't fair. And we have to protect girls' sports in our schools. Jenner... 71, won the gold in the men's decathlon at the 1976 Summer Olympics. She came out as transgender on the July 2015 cover of Vanity Fair. Jenner doubled down on her comments on transgender women in school sports, saying on Twitter, I didn't expect to get asked this on my Saturday morning coffee run, 
but I'm clear about where I stand. It's an issue of fairness and we need to protect girls' sports in our schools. Trans activists have slammed Jenner for her remarks. Transparent actress Shaikina Nafak said on Twitter that Jenner is classically uninformed and wildly privileged. Activist Charlotte Clymer also hit back at Jenner on Twitter. You know, just a quick word from our sponsor. Oh, hold on, folks. Uh, sorry about that. Right, hold on. Go, go easy. Um, it's John DePietro. Caitlyn Jenner is exactly right on this. What about girls? Right? What about girls? What about protecting girls? I, I, it, it, if you right now are listening and you are a parent and have a child, a daughter, can we say that? Can we do gender anymore? Can we say son or daughter? If you're listening to me right now at 118, you have a daughter, gulp, Lincoln High School, Cumberland High School, Mount St. Whitman, wherever. You have a daughter, we'll stay, we'll stay with the public schools. And she's a good runner. And she's been waiting, and now it's her senior year. And she's hoping to be all state. She's hoping to win some races. She is hoping, she would like to say, you know, mom and dad, I, I think I'd like to run track in college. I love it that much. I'm that dedicated to it. And you're excited for her. Hey, she works at it. She trains. She's improved. She put in hard work. She is ready to reap the benefits in her senior year. When all of a sudden, at another school, two boys decide, you know, I'm going to grow my hair out. And I'm going to change my name from Kenny to Kennedy. And from... uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, Stephen to Stone or whatever. And they, they usually go with more of an androgynous type of, of name. Um, you know, um, but anyhow, instead of being Sean, now it's Star. But anyhow, so suddenly you're there and the parents and huh. She finished third in the race. She finished third in the race. She's all upset. I don't understand. I've never even seen these people before. They're both juniors from another school. I mean, I thought I knew everyone at that other high school and comes home and maybe it's the first meet so the parents didn't go and she's, I can't believe I got third. I thought I was going to win. I thought it was going to be all state. And then, like, wait a minute. These two other kids that beat her? Last year, they were on the the boys' track team. What do you mean they're now running as girls? Well, they suddenly now identify as girls. How is that fair to that 18-year-old senior, the girl? It's not fair, is the bottom line. So I think that this is a great issue. And I don't think everybody gets what a good issue it is. But these trans activists classically uninformed, wildly privileged, fails to understand the science. This has not been a problem, one uh, uh, activist said. They're fabricating this issue. No, it has been a problem. Another transgender actress replied to Jenna saying, this ain't it. 
When you're on hormones or blockers, that's not an advantage. I ran track at the club level with college girls. Trust me, there was no advantage. You know, they can be against Caitlyn Jenner, but but the real community understands exactly what they're talking about. And they agree with. You have states, Arkansas, Mississippi, Tennessee, South Dakota, have signed into law bans on transgender women athletes participating in women's school sports. And it should be. It should. You know why this happened? Because it's there to protect girls. It's there to protect girls who it's not fair to them. And these transgender people, you, you can't, what percentage are we talking about? Come on, it's not fear. If this was just a matter of making someone comfortable, then that's one thing. But that's not what this is about. This is about competition. This is about that there's a payoff here, right? This is not about someone that said, listen, I want to go to class I want to be accepted. I don't want to be bullied. I want to be accepted. I now relate and I feel uh, I, I now am transitioning and I feel more comfortable identifying as a girl. All of that is fine. When does it not become fine? When they say, and I want to swim and compete as a girl. Or they say, I, I identify as a female and I want to compete as a female against the girls in track, in field hockey, in swimming, in it can keep going in basketball, whatever sport. It's normally though, notice it's normally track. There was some field hockey, uh, I believe. I'm unaware there could be basketball, but it's mostly track. Seemingly is track. And there was that girl in Connecticut who was basically, um, yeah, that's right, insanity. But how is that, um, how is that fear? The answer is it's not fear. So the, the only way is Caitlyn Jenner is exactly right. Because what about the girls? I don't understand. And it's women activists. That want to protect girls. That's the part I don't get. They, they should be saying this. They should be. Here's the thing. If I were a woman activist, if I was a member of NOW, National Organization of Women, and I'm one of those, if I'm on board with the whole, you know, pronouns and you don't say husband or wife, you say partner and it's, you know, she, her, she and him, it and, and if doing all those things and and uh, the whole you know, just completely masculating men. And, but, but, but anyhow, if I was like the head of like that Hillary Levy or Levy or whatever I'm now, and we all believe women and you go girl, look how great that is. A complete newscast and no men. I think it's great. Channel 12's doing a newscast with no men. It's all women. It's Kim Colonian and Shannon Hagee and a woman's the meteorologist and a woman's doing sports. And there's there's no men involved with this operation. There should be no men. It should be, you know, the same ones that were cheering on. Look how great Governor Amundo's up on the stage. And it's her and Dr. Scott. And it's also... 
It's Janet Coit from DEM, and it's Infante Green, and Marjo Bryan's asking the questions, and it's you go, girl. It's all women, and there's no men, like, whatever, for whatever reason. People are obsessed about the gender thing. Look how great it is. There's Nancy Pelosi and Kamala Harris. That's right. Just women. You know, the Three Stooges had, remember they had the episode Women Haters. I mean, you're, I don't know how else to describe it other than men haters. And I also don't understand the men that cheer it on. Look how great this is. They're doing a full newscast without any of those men. And then the same way with some of the reporters. We got to get more women at these press briefings. You know, uh, calling out Channel 10. Do better. How dare you send Brian Crandall to cover this briefing? He's a man. And he asks questions that a man thinks of. And we need more women here. But anyhow, if I was one of those, if I was a female and a female activist, what would be my reaction when I find out? That some boys want to compete and win and beat the girls. What? What? I would. I would say absolutely no way. No way are they entering this race. That's not fair. You're going to take away from the girls. They let them compete against the boys. But see, this comes into this false notion. And Biden was doing it. It's the far left. It's the progressives. Biden has nothing. That a man can do that a woman can't do. There's no difference. There's no difference between men and women. Zero. I, I would I would be saying, listen, there's no way that those boys are going to compete in that race. No. Why? Because it's not fair to the girls. Isn't that what it's all about? What's fair and what's not fair? How is it fair? But these women activists that then say, oh, well, if they're trans... If they're boys who identify, oh, then that's okay. Then it's okay to be unfair to the girls. It's still not fair. And by the way, folks, um, and not to keep saying that, but keep, keep in mind, I should say, there are people that change their mind and switch back. I, I think it's okay to say that. It, it is, there are, that does happen. There's a lot of people, there's a lot of medical professionals that feel it's unhealthy to encourage gender transformation in young people. There are girls that are awkward. You have 13-year-old girls, 14 years old, who are going through puberty. There were girls that say, I had some brothers, so I'm a little bit of a tomboy. Or even younger than that. And now you have teachers and activists and parents saying, don't fight it, honey. That's because you're a man. You were meant to be a man. You're fighting it. Nope. You were meant. Maybe they're just awkward. Maybe they'll outgrow it. Maybe they're just shy. Maybe they're a late bloomer. Whatever happened to that? No. No, that's not what it is. When I was reading on Twitter, this family this little four-year-old girl that she liked digging in the backyard and they were gonna, you know, they dressed her neutral colors, gave her the name of like, I forget what her name was. It was like, 
one of those, like Star or Brooke or um, nothing against that name, either name. But more, um, I, I don't want to get into a thing. I'm not trying to insult anyone that has, there, there are some names that could be a male or female sometimes. It's, it's just. It's just a fact. I meant more of uh, like Sky, something like that. So you, if you saw the name Sky, what's the child's first name? Sky. I think you'd say, is that a boy or girl? How about the parents? Like there are these parents that say they refuse to identify what gender the child is. It's a big story about that in the Boston Globe. His parents go to a playground. The mother was offended when they said, now, is that a little boy or a little girl? Oh, that is none of your business. It's not even our business. We're going to let them decide. But it was a little four-year-old girl. And she liked to play out in the backyard. And then she was having a bath. I think she was four years old. And then she said to the parents, am I a boy or a girl? And they said, honey, that's for you to decide. (laughs) She said, I think I'm a little boy. They said, fine, that's great. You're a boy then. Like, where is this leading? No, you're a little girl who enjoys playing in the dirt. And there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, my God. No wonder these people are so screwed up. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show, come on, brother, is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Call. Hey, they're now offering weekly trash collection services, Brothers Disposal. Call them today, 401-688-0517. 401-688-0517 for Brothers Disposal. Now couple different things. It's Roland and Willie. They have a great Facebook page, Laker Colors, purple and yellow. And you can call them 401-688-0517. Come on, brother, brother's disposal. Good morning, brother. 401-688-0517. Offering weekly trash collection services. Or, hold on, maybe you need a dumpster outside your driveway. As a friend of mine said, nothing better than a dumpster in the driveway. And every time his kids would go to school, they'd There's the old tricycle. There's the old sleds rusted in the garage, old belongings. Get rid of all that stuff. Look, there's my great-great-grandmother's tea set that we've never taken out of the box. Listen, I don't think she'd be offended or anyone would if it found its way into the dumpster. Brother's Disposal. Maybe doing a household construction project. Call them 401 688-0517. Come on, brother. Call Brother's Disposal today. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. You know, I I don't care what anybody says, but I mean, if you don't realize, let me see, they need to. (laughs) Dr. Kevorkian, maybe. Um, If you don't realize about our election, you know, there's a big thing that going after President Trump and how dare he say that? And, you know, and so uh, Liz Cheney's going after him. And how dare he continue? I, let, let me just explain something. Um, if, in fact, if, in fact, they can find 40,000 illegals to, to sign up for the census, what makes you think that they can't sign up 40,000 illegals to vote? The answer is the answer is they would they can. They can and they will. And a couple of the stories I just saw right now. How about this? 
teachers union helped formulate CDC scientific guideline. Brian Newberry put, imagine the uproar of some GOP-friendly group had successfully pulled off this CDC under Trump. Teachers union helped formulate CDC scientific guidance on school reopenings. And why is that again? This is a great idea in New Jersey. How about the governor of New Jersey? Governor Phil Murphy, New Jersey's launching shot in a bear to encourage New Jerseyans age 21 to get vaccinated, 21 plus. If you're in New Jersey and you get and you get your first vaccine dose in the month of May, take it to a vaccination card, take it to a participating brewery and you get a free beer, shot in a beer. Get vaccinated, receive a free brew. I love that. Battle River Brewing in Tom's River. That's where my brother Tommy lives. Bradley Beer Project. I have a nephew, Bradley. Bradley Beach. Uh, there's one in uh, Hillsborough, Flounder Brewing Company. Gaslight Brewery in South Orange. Hackensack Brewing Company. I love this. How about Kane Brewing Company, Ocean Township? Shot in a beer, get vaccinated, get a free brew. That's a great idea. Now they should do that. So uh, the reporter, Patrick Anderson, tweeted that at Governor McKee. What about? Why not Rhode Island do that? Shot in a beer. I love that idea. Now, again, folks, right now it's 135. Let's keep in mind that Vice President Harris is coming to town on Wednesday. I think that's a very interesting um, thought by Justin Katz that possibly one of the reasons that they're coming is to to scout out some some different uh, places for the people coming up from the border to to actually go. So I want to play um, once again, if you missed it, this to me is the sound of the weekend. Mitt Romney in Saturday was in a greeting Republican gathering in Utah. Senator Mitt Romney. Here's what it here's what it sounded like. Hold on, let's start at the beginning. Can we start at the beginning? Ladies and gentlemen, Senator Mitt Romney. the Trump supporters. They're not having it. Guess what, Romney? How about that? Let me also, um, again, folks, um, good afternoon. I uh, I still don't understand. The, the rest of the media, they won't play this. But I still can't get past. And something should have been said when you have a group of students and they get together and first of all, you encourage them to walk out of class and then you let them stand by and say this about police officers in schools known as school resource officers. We do not need police officers. 
policing. We need accessibility to adequate mental health services. Police are killing children. They're domestic terrorists in our building. That is, um, it is just so appalling. And there were these people on social media that when I play it for them, they they absolutely will not condemn what was said. No, you know, they're entitled to their belief. And I, I just don't understand how you don't say something. How appalling that is. How appalling it is that that's allowed to go on. And, you know, the other thing... Um, Folks, it's interesting how I've been covering some some different stories and like yesterday, how there were there was no media there. I'm looking, I just got this email from the Rhode Island Coalition for Israel. Help Jew hatred in Rhode Island on the left and on the right. Um there was a, a protest, head of Black Lives Matters, now a senior advisor to Governor McKee. And then um I've talked about that there was a, a march and, and you see the people who are then chanting against an anti-Semitic chant and the local media doesn't say anything about it. I mean, zero. So now 139, air travel pandemic high. How about L.A. reported zero COVID deaths? Fantastic. Gunman carjack Maserati in Manhattan. Well, when you have less police, you're going to have more carjacking. Air travel said, listen, people want to travel. People want to get out there. I think it's all positive. Folks, I also want to remind you on this um, on this Monday that what if I told you about central air for your home? How does central air sound? Well, J.K.L. Engineering they can make it happen. Give them a call at 401-351-7600. Now, with J. Kale Engineering, remember, they're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's J. Kale Engineering. Give them a call, 401-351-7600. Estimates are free. Financing is available. It's J. Kale Engineering, 401-351-7600, 401 351 J.K.L. Engineering, the original, the best, over 54 years. Give them a call, 401-351-7600. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. They have the highest rebates on the market. Cooling system. I stopped by a friend's office. Half of the class, it's like a sauna. And then the other half is, um, you know, it's, it's terrible. They were all freezing. J.K.L. Engineering, 401-351-7600. How about this? Um, I want to play. Channel 12 has a story. This terrible stabbing over the week. Oh, this is one. Yeah, man stabbed, suspected stabbing another over the weekend. Appeared at court on Monday. This was on Smith Street, I think. I'm going to play this story for you. But um, inside the convenience store, convicted for assault crimes in the past, now facing a judge charged with murder. Learning more about the man accused of stabbing and killing a man more than twice his age on Saturday. Told news reporter Brandon True joining us live in Warwick now with the very latest from court. 
Adam Patrick, police say that 27-year-old suspect has a violent criminal past. It was very emotional in the courtroom today. Things really boiled over for family members who were sitting there having to listen to police described what happened to their loved one. suspect there with no reaction. That's 27-year-old Christopher uh, Carvajal. North Providence police are charging him with first-degree murder, resisting arrest, among others. Police allege that Carvajal fatally stabbed 60-year-old Brian Servini Saturday afternoon. It happened at this Cumberland Farms in the Cinderdell part of town. Uh. Police say Carvajal walked in and went to the bathroom. Minutes later, Servini, the 60-year-old victim here, walked into Cumberland's to make a coffee. Police say Servini uh, was headed to the counter to pay as the suspect left the bathroom. He then proceeds to put his hood on his jacket. It takes out a large knife and proceeds to stab the victim twice oh. in the back. Wow. Uh, the victim proceeds to fight back, at which time he collapses on the floor. And this defendant again proceeds to attack him while he's on the floor and runs out of the store. Wow. Several witnesses actually followed Carvajal. Police had to use a taser to ultimately get him in handcuffs and arrest him. This case is moving to a grand jury. Uh, police today, investigators reveal that Carvajal is actually a parole violator oh. for a superior court case. He's being held without bail at the ACI. Live in Warwick, Brandon True at 12 News. Now, again, why, why was he? Why is he out of prison, this guy? Uh, walked in the store. How about that? Just the guy's making a coffee. Goes to the counter to pay. And comes up behind him and just start Brian Savini, 60 years old. For what? Put his hood on out of his jacket, takes out a large knife and stabs him in the, the back twice. Um, motive for the stabbing is unclear. He was known to them and occasionally resides in North Providence. Criminal record dating back to 2015, arrest for felony assault, vandalism, disorderly conduct. The time of his arrest, he was on probation for weapon violation from last year. I mean, please tell me that this, it wasn't because of COVID that this guy got out. I mean, I, this is right in Centerdale. And this was Saturday afternoon. I mean, what is the deal, folks? People are just like coming going off feel terrible for that family and good reason to of course they feel that way stabbed to death in North Providence for, for no reason none not there doesn't seem to be a motive now I had heard someone speculate that there was some kind of a drug deal but I'm not seeing that I heard that I thought uh, his longtime friend, Right, quick trip to the convenience store, regular part of his routine. He'd leave here, go there, get a sandwich, get a coffee, something like that, come right back. Oh, he was a regular worker. Helped him perform work on his cars, so he worked in an auto body shop. His nickname was Rambo. Saturday, never returned. Stopped multiple times, there were shoulder blades. God, innocent victim of a random attack. Christopher Kabob, North Providence, Sunday afternoon, carrying items out from his Mineral Spring Avenue apartment, executing a search warrant. 
According to the police report, he's suspected of using drugs, narcotics. Motive is unknown. He was in court this morning. I, I, I mean, it, it's got to be more than that. That was Saturday afternoon. I mean, you're not talking, folks, 1 o'clock in the morning. Let me hear the Channel Channel 10 report on uh, the poor family in court. A random stabbing on a Saturday afternoon inside of a Cumberland Farms as the guy's going to just get a quick coffee. Works at a local auto body shop. Huh. Police say stabbed and killed a stranger inside a Cumberland Farms store Saturday afternoon. Went before a judge this morning charged with murder. Also in court, that victim's family. And things got rather heated. And AC10's Lindsay Delucia is live outside Kent County Courthouse with the details. Hey there, Lindsay. Yeah, our 27-year-old Christopher Carbajal stood before a judge today with little to no emotion. And like you said, also in that courtroom was the family of this victim. And police say as of right now in this investigation, there's no indication that, that Carbajal even knew the man who he stabbed to death inside that Cumberland Farms. Now, the crime happened Saturday afternoon right around 4 o'clock. Today in court, the prosecution said 60-year-old Brian Servini was found inside Cumberland Farms on Smith Street in a pool of his own blood just minutes after. He walked inside, made himself a cup of coffee, and went to check out. It was there in the checkout line. Investigators say Carbajal, who had been in the bathroom for some time leading up to the moment, got behind Servini in line and stabbed him in the back. Now, we're going to play a portion of video from court this morning, but we do want to warn you it's emotional. It includes family members of the victim reacting to the reading of these events. He then proceeds to put his hood on his jacket. It takes out a large knife and proceeds to stab the victim twice in the back. Uh, the oh. victim proceeds to fight back, oh. at which time he collapses on the floor, and this defendant again proceeds to attack him while he's on the floor and runs out of the store. Oh. Poor guy. No, Carbajal does have a violent history. We're told there are some assaults that have that police have dealt with before. Police did have to use a taser on him on Saturday afternoon. We're told after he allegedly resisted arrest in a parking lot next to that gas station on Smith Street. Now, Servini died from his injuries at Rhode Island Hospital. His family says they don't believe that the suspect knew the victim at all. And they ah. say that their father was the hardest worker they knew, the best man, and that he will be missed. And that this is an incredible tragedy in this happened for no reason. We're reporting live in Warwick, Lindsay Delusia, NBC 10 News. How horrible, folks. Again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this Monday. A random stabbing on a Saturday at Cumberland Farms Centerdale section of North Providence. Broad daylight. Somebody goes in to get a coffee and a sandwich because they're working in an auto body shop and then this happens. It's too bad they use the taser on him. It's too bad that. Look at there you go. Imagine if they had. Oh, forget about it. If there'd been a mistake on that one, start the protests. Had to use a taser on him. What is wrong? You have a violent criminal like that, folks. They are just out there amongst us. Is what's going on? Hey, I want to remind you about J Perry Paving. Now, right now it's one forty nine. On this uh, Monday afternoon. And J. Perry Paving. Have you been thinking of having. Uh, maybe you want to get your driveway paved. 
or something in your yard or maybe a seal coating, call J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. Are you a veteran? Or maybe you have a family member who's a veteran. J. Perry Paving. They have a great package for veterans. Look for them on Facebook. It's letter J, J. Perry Paving. And also learn about the benefits of asphalt paving. It's affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Look for them on Facebook. Call for a free quote at 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Folks, it's John DePietro on this Monday. Again, it's going to be a busy week with the... I'm also seeing that uh, Commerce... um, That... uh, Cabinet member, Commerce Secretary Raimondo, would be in uh, Rhode Island, I think, tomorrow with Labor Secretary Marty Walsh. They're having something at, did I see it, uh, Electric Boat, I believe, at Quonset. And then the Vice President of the United States is coming into Rhode Island, and that will be on Wednesday. So, uh, folks, re- remember, um, I mean, that is that that story is is just Horrific. If you were in um, involved with any type of motorcycle accident or an auto accident, slip and fall or workplace injury, remember, fight back. Call Jack. Free consultation. Jack Calvino, 401-785-9400. The website, fightbackcalljack.com, 401 401- 785-9400 or fightbackcalljack.com attorney Jack Calvino 50 years personal experience over 100 total combined staff motorcycle slip and fall workplace injury or an auto accident maybe even a dog bite fight back call Jack you need a fighter in there he will get you what you are entitled to because that's what it's all about Attorney Jack Calvino, fight back, call Jack. Free consultation, 785-9400. Let me ask you, on this Monday, were you involved with some kind of a workplace injury or slip and fall or maybe an auto accident? Call 401-785-9400. Fight back, call Jack online, fightbackcalljack.com. Free consultation, 785-9400. Well, folks, it's John DePietro on AM 1380. And 99.9 FM, you can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. I am um, seeing that, uh, again, I I think just an unbelievable uh, story is the fact this this piece written by Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, the new Lieutenant Governor, and she was sworn in yesterday. And the piece that she wrote for the Boston Globe and talks about, you know, the efforts made with getting all these people signed up for the, the census. But it is um, some of the statements are, are just um, I don't think we've ever seen anyone at such a high level of government basically saying confirming of how much money they spent to get people in the country and in the state illegally to sign up for the census. And it's all about the ends justify the means because they feel that it's better to keep the congressional seat, but it's it's a much larger part of the population 
than I think a lot of people realize. Folks, the other story, the Providence Journal has a piece today on this Monday. As Woo Sox prepare to open Polar Park in Worcester, opinions remain split in Rhode Island. One thing that should not be, you know, people can have different arguments of whether or not the state should have put up some money to keep the Paw Sox. I believe you're talking about $23 million. And a lot of people now are disappointed that the state lost the team. They have the brand new ballpark in Worcester. And a couple things about that. First of all, you had people, you know, there was definitely an attitude. My former colleague writes a column, Arlene Violet, you know, forget about those million. Yeah, well, she's. The, the problem with that is one of the people that she was railing against is someone that she's had a political grudge against since the 80s, Terry Murray. She blames him for her losing and only serving two years as attorney general. These millionaires and blah, blah. Yeah, the bridge, the pedestrian bridge in Providence cost $20 million. The pedestrian bridge in Providence cost $20 million with no economic benefit. That's number one. Number two. What really happened with the Paw Sox is that Speaker Mattiello was trying to shake them down. And they wouldn't play ball. They would not. Nope. They refused. No, we're not paying you. We're not going to do a pay-to-play. And believe me, the owners of the team, whether it's Tom Ryan, Terry Murray, and Larry Lucchino, and they're not quiet. They're not quiet about what they went through. So I know there was a big effort. No way. After Kurt Schilling and blah, blah, blah. Well, so now they went to Worcester. Now I get all of it. You know, baseball's on the decline. and But it's, it's more, you, you could make an argument. Baseball's on the decline. Not as many people are going. Uh, but this was going to be a brand new stadium and would look good by the highway coming down. 95, you know, would have been right there along the highway. See all the lights up and everything. I, if you're in Pawtucket, would have been a nice thing to have. I'm not, I wouldn't be going there all the time, but brand new stadium, bringing people in. But the thing, the element of that that should be addressed is the, the why. Why they left and why that's worse because Mattiello was shaking them down. And then all these people, you know, all these millionaires and blah, blah, they, you know, all begrudging that. Um, Governor Mundo just didn't want to touch it. She couldn't, she couldn't get a handle on it. She, no one wanted to make the decision. No one wanted to be left stuck holding the bag is what really happened. You know, the difference with the whole reason that the airport got expanded was Bruce Sundland said, we're going to expand the airport. I'm a businessman. You got to have a better airport. You got to have a better airport. I'm going to expand the airport. I know some people are going to be against it. And it's in the middle of the state. And we're going to have to buy some people out. But Bruce Sundland said, listen, you want to bring business in? You got to have good transportation. We're going to expand TF Green. You know, folks, Green Airport to me. It's really one of the best reasons for living around here. I mean, is there anything easier than either leaving from Green Airport or flying into Green Airport? 
It's just the greatest. And that was Sutherland that did that. He didn't sit down. He didn't say we're going to go around the room. He didn't say we're not going to do a study committee. We're not going to go through the, all the, no, 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 no. Sunland said, listen, I'm a businessman. And he was an executive. He ran executive jet. I think he was a pilot in the war. But also, Bruce Sunland was a successful CEO. He ran the not only the outlet company, but outlet broadcasting. And Sunland said, I know what business people need. Got to have a good airport. Got to upgrade the airport. And he did it. And that really is his legacy. But he was a different type of leader. He then lost in a primary in 94 to Mirth York. But Sunland knew, and I liked him a lot. He knew you got to take control. And he just laid down the law. Listen, we're going to have an airport. Not going to, I don't, you know, and no, you don't want that. And we need to study. No, no, no. There's nothing to study. We need it. I'm going to make it happen. And he did. And business leaders certainly were behind him. You know, when you think about that, the terms were only two-year terms. So Sunland beat Ed Dupree in November of 1990. And then he was reelected in 1992. But then he got defeated by Mirth York in 94. And then after that, they then switched to four-year terms. Bruce Sunland would have been a better governor, certainly, than Link Allman, who didn't do anything. Um, Sunlin was a businessman and he ran three times and was elected twice, but he knew um, no one's going to tell me any differently. We need the airport. We're going to get the airport. Folks, it's John DePietro. Don't forget, uh, visit my website, DePietro.com. I also want to remind you, if you're ever in an accident, if someone hits your car, need to get it fixed, call West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340. So I want you to uh, enjoy this Monday. We're back tomorrow at 11. If there's breaking news, look for me on Facebook. Again, uh, coming up, you're going to have the 2 o'clock news. And then the John Dion program comes your way. In the meantime, go to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Enjoy the WNRI Winsocket. WNRI Winsocket.